What is good to find dolls? All right, let's make this quick. So I wanted to report to you how my trading went yesterday and today. Don't worry, both days were profitable. Um, but I was exceptionally um, disappointed in myself today. And um, I have been beating myself up. But um, let's kind of get into it. So yesterday was was Tuesday. And so I'm looking at my journal here, my handwritten journal. But I want to say this too before I forget. Yesterday, oh, I come on here with gum in my mouth. Let me take it out because it's hard to talk with. <laughs> okay. So I yesterday I finally went ahead and created a um, Excel file to put my journals in my journal entries in and this is why it's so important to have a trading journal um even if you have two i i highly recommend that you have one that you can scribble on not loose paper in my opinion it's better to have the notebook where you're still keeping the same day patterns where you can scribble in it but i think you should still have a trading journal where you can enter the the information neatly and here's what i found so today is day eight for me. And so we, I did the Excel sheet yesterday, the day seven. I was writing in my journal. And when I tried to transfer the data into the Excel sheet with all of the different um, elements that I needed to have, I found that I wasn't as accurate and I was missing some things, right? So, and even today, I think after I'm done with my... Um, after I'm done with each trade, I'm actually just going to go in because and, and enter it right away, like while I'm live trading, because um, once you move on to multiple trades, you start to forget things and you think you're writing it down accurately, but you're really not, at least not the things that matter. So here are some of the columns that are on my Excel spreadsheet. Just for fun for me, I have the number of days that I've started trading. So this is... Day seven, I did this, and then I also documented my stuff for today on the 8th. I take the date, so Wednesday, July um, 11th and 12th, right? I put the ticker symbol, so a lot of you know that I want to trade SPY. Eventually, I will trade um, QQQ. I took a look at TQQQ, but the reason I'm not too excited about tra trading that right now is because I looked at the spread, right? So um, I started to, I've been starting to get ready to start trading those. And I would look at the spread and the spread is not in the realm of what they really recommend for you to trade. But I've seen people successfully trade TQQQ. So we will see, but but it's, it's so there's that. But I'm looking to trade SPY, QQQ, possibly TQQ, um, SPX, um, would be another one for me too, right? Then you want to put in the strike price. You want to put in the spread, which is the bid minus the ask. So if it's 1 or 0 0.01, that's really, really good. Um, if you're going into 2 and 3, then that's not good. Um, you want to make sure that the delta is as close to 3 as possible. And here's part of like the compounded disappointment too, because with the trade I did today... One of them, I went far out of the Delta. It was a strategy that somebody taught me, but I feel like 
I need to just stick to my guns and just stick closer to the 0.3 Delta. Um, they like the one that's further out because you can buy more contracts and yes, it is cheaper. But at the same time, maybe that, that protected me from losing a lot more money because at the end of the day, like I'll just tell you here, like I lost $100. I was up $162. It was my most my most profitable day, but I went and wiped out 50% of my, my gains for a trade that I should not have taken. And if I had looked at the Delta and stuck to my plan, I wouldn't have taken the trade. And then part of it too is that I was on such a, a roll because today was the first time that I did a put in over a year. It's been more than a year or two that I've traded in Robinhood and stuff. So it was my first time doing a put. I actually did four puts and so I did one call, four puts, and then the fifth time I went in, I tried to do a put with 10 contracts because I was sure it was going to drop. I did not wait for it to retest like I should have. I saw that there was a gap that needed to be filled. But one of the things that I'm learning to fall in love with just my one <clears throat> um, ETF is that SPY even if we're on a quote-unquote downtrend, we love to run up at the end of the days. We love to try to keep pushing the market up and trying to get those higher highs. Matter of fact, today was we hit an all-new um, 52-week high. So super proud. Definitely spy gang here. I I love us for that. I lost some money on some puts on that, but I also made some good money on the puts. The fun thing about the puts, y'all, it is so true. It is way easier for you to make puts because um, I remember texting my dad and I told him I had made the $162 in uh, by 8.45, I should have been done. 8.45, I remember I looked at the time, all of my trades had completed. I was at $162 and, um, but I, what happened is something was telling me to just get up and go for a walk. Because it was still cool outside and I could have taken my little Bruno for a walk. But I was just sitting there watching the stuff and all, all everybody in the, in the chat was talking and stuff. And I was like, well, I'm just going to go back in. But it's learning those healthy habits, right? And treating it like a job. And I knew better. Are there people that can run in and out of the market all up and through? Yes. But right now, the stage that I'm in right now, I need to learn to just walk away when I'm in profit um, it was my most profitable day. It still is, even in spite of the neck, you know, the one hundred dollar loss. Um, still made a gain of eighty one dollars. So yeah, those are just little things. Okay, so let's get back to the com. So, and so this is why journaling is so important too, because on my little notebook that is like really cute, I'm trying to decide what I want to do for the thumbnail. So you're either gonna see the Excel sheet or you're gonna see my little handwritten journal. You get a feel for like my personality and my handwriting and stuff like that. But um, so I was I I deviated from the plan, and this is just double confirmation in my journal. I'm gonna write my thoughts and my sentiments, and baby girl, just stick to the point three delta. It's okay, uh, um, type of a thing. Although, like I said for today, it did save me because if I was closer in, I would have lost even more, and then really wiped out my my profit. So. There's that part. Um, the other thing I put in there is the number of contracts. And then I put the contract cost. And this one is really cool too because I started to notice a pattern on day six. So basically like two days ago that we like to have our contracts right above the strike price around 44 
uh, $44. We love that. That's a psychological number for us. And some people will even go in lower at 40 and 42. So yesterday I played around with um, kind of low bidding and kind of like asking for that clearance and stuff and being willing for the price to come back down um, and pick up my, my order and then really push me all the way up to the top. So that, I mean, literally, I think if I go ahead and take a picture of my Excel sheet, you're going to see that like all of my trades, as far as I can go down, they're 0 0.44, 0 0.44, 0.440. And then one of the, the trades that I looked at on here, I didn't make as much profit. I bought in at 52 and that was a critical mistake because the price had moved up. And so the strike price moved up. And so I bought the strike, the, the option right above it, but it was too high. Like, I think we just don't really like to get in at those higher numbers. I should have bought the one below, but that was a learning lesson. Again, I still made profit. Another thing that was important about today too, is in my earlier trade, I could tell that the market was, was starting to reject um, a certain line. And I was like, you know what? They're fatigued. They're fatigued that the, the, we're not buying right now. So instead of me trying to take out 20% profit, I said, you know what? I'm comfortable with 10% profit. And I took my 10% and I was happy. They were happy, so on and so forth. The other thing too is that even when I cut my, my losses um, for today, I was able to exit versus just completely losing the whole thing. Should have done it sooner. Um... But again, you know, that was the first time for me too. I hadn't really learned how to exit a trade type of a thing. And part of the bad habit that I have to kind of overcome too is that I I have learned to stay in trades. And especially even in these last eight days, I will stay in a trade and it will reward me and make me profitable. I will still, I will, I've, I've had like people get puts and cash out on their puts, and then I come into profit, you know. So um, I stayed in a little bit longer than I should have. But again, I um, I wish I could, I could explain visually what I was seeing. Basically, I saw that it was it had room to to move to fill a lower gap. But spy, like I said, spy likes to move to the upside, even if we're supposed to be on a downtrend, and type of a thing. So. I, I love that. I will continue to observe that and see what what it's like moving forward. But um, yeah, so the next column I have on my um, Excel sheet is the cost of the contract and when I took profit because um, I actually have, I think it's at like three columns. So I have one where I, I tested at 10%, one where I have, I put in the number at, at 20%. And it's important as soon as you do the, the math, to go in and do your take profit because in some instances they were within like a minute, 60 seconds, five minutes, right? Like it just scoops it right up and then goes back down. So it's important to figure out what your take profit levels are going to be at 10%, 20%. And then for my puts, all of my puts, except for the last trade that I did, were all 30%. Real quick, real easy. Whereas with the call, you have to wait and, you know... Somebody put a, a picture of baby Stewie um, and rocking back and forth, like with his eyes all bugged out, like, hold the line, hold the line. And I was like, no, fall through, break through <laughs> type of a thing. So, but it's nerve wracking to wait for the call to go up. 
but it feels so much better when it just drops into your lap with the put. So I don't know, I might be a um a put junkie at this point. And then don't let me be out here by 8.45 in somebody's gym, walking somebody's block, like out here just getting my errands run early because, yeah. So then... um. Then I put the cost of the contract, and that's going to be important because if you want to double check your math, you want to subtract the cost of the contract minus the return of the contract. And um, I realized, I realized that when I um, because it's the same Robinhood account, I saw my old trades. I had old trades on Bank of America. Bank of America, by the way, if you did a put on Bank of America, you would have made some really good profit. It fell a lot. I might take a peek at it tomorrow and see what it's doing. But it really fell um, quite a good... I wanted to get the percentage before I came on here. But it, it if you had placed a pull on Bank of America this morning, put on Bank of America this morning, you would have been patting that bag. I'm telling you. Um, so what was the other thing I wanted to say? We were talking about taking profit, cost of contract, return on con Oh, so on return of contract, this was interesting because a lot I've heard I heard one other person talk about this too. If you go back and look at your old trades, especially the more seasoned you become, you're like, ah, yeah, I shouldn't have taken that trade. I absolutely see where I messed up. And so I was wondering, like I could see where I bought the contract and then I sold the contract. And I think what was happening is because um Remember I told you with this con with this person, I had her walk me baby steps how to enter the contract, how to get out the contract, and really hold my hand because um, what was happening is I would put the contract in and I would see it on Robinhood and it would tell me, oh, you're up $20, up $50, up $100. But if I had bought a contract for $500, um... I wasn't still in profit. So basically it's one of those things like, for example, like today I, I spent, I bought 10 contracts for $10 each. So it was a hundred dollars. So it, when, when I closed out the contract, I sold the contract at $20, right? So I, it should have, for me, for it to be in profit, it should have been like $130, $150, so on and so forth. So in my mind, if I saw plus $20, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm still in profit. I'm still okay. Let me take my profit. But I actually had a negative of $80. And so um, kind of understanding that I needed the handholding, I didn't know what was quite wrong. They, you know, the, the, the group setting that I was in, they took it for granted that I understood how the platform worked. And so it wasn't necessarily that you get back $20 and you're in profit. It means that you, you, that's why you have to be able to calculate what is your take profit at 10%, 20% and 30%. So, and like I said, um, I'm really proud of myself too, because, because I did have the 10% option on there. And once I saw it start to hover at that level, I went ahead and took profit at 10% and sure enough, it dropped right down. Okay. So the other column I have is, um, oh, so I have it not only in percentage amount, but I also have it in profit amount. So like in a dollar amount. And so in the dollar amount, um, I put how much I made for each trade. And then the second column, I only put the total I made for that day. So like today, 
in one column, it's going to show that I made $162 and it's going to show each entry. So each entry was kind of like, let me see, let me go back to Thursday because my fan was on and then it blew the pages over. Oh yeah, today's Wednesday. So for example, um, so I made basically, if I'm doing the math on this one, right. And this is why it's so important to do. Yeah. Let me just look at my Yeah, and this is why I needed just to stick to Excel too because it's not on my written journal and I didn't do it right away on my Excel sheet. And so I was like, oh, this is why they tell you to have a trading journal because you really think you're documenting stuff and you're not. But one of them was like $9, one was $18, one was $86, um, one was $95, one was... Can I look at, let me see if I can look at my Robin Hood real quick. If it's not, if it's not open, I'm not going to keep you guys too much longer. Let me go to spy. Let me see. And I'm not too happy with how spy does their history too. Like they put the history all the way down at the bottom. Like, wouldn't you want that to be at the top? I just, I don't know. Who am I? So let's look at my history here. So I had one that was um, 110, one was 39, one, another one was 30, one was, okay, these ones were buy, um, one was $171, uh, one was 78, and one was 95. One was 86. And then this is from yesterday. Yeah. So that those are all the trades I did today. So um, I really could put them into my Excel sheet, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. So let me go back to my... So that pretty much concludes. So then in that column has my total profit. So in one column, it has like the the regular everyday, you know, like every entry, like the you know, type of a thing. And I, I can go back in and fill that out. Oh, where's my other, where did I go? Uh, notes, PowerPoint. <laughs> it's behind here somewhere. Profit trading journal. There it is. Okay. So yeah, so and so then now the next part is for me to make this into something kind of pretty for you guys to use <laughs> type of a thing. And so um, and then I put my notes here, you know, I put like place my first put exclamation mark practice discipline five successful puts got 30% profit easily. So proud of myself placed. Um, I think I meant place a put and wiped out 50% of my profit in the last trade. I knew I should have been done. I'm disappointed, but I will push to be more disciplined, right? So, um, yeah. Another reminder, too, there, you know, people say that you are, um, I, I bought a, my, my mentor had done a class where she taught us how to use a 2.5K rule in B in Webull to let us know when to place a call or a put looking at the chain option, right? And um, and so at, at the level two, using level two, and it's only $1.99 a month. So, um, but 
um, she reminded us about the importance of trading. And she said that there are studies that show that people who journal trade journal their trades are 25% more successful. But I, I definitely see where that's true because it's not only about documenting, you're going to start to see patterns. You are absolutely going to see patterns. And for those of you that want to maybe replicate the Excel sheet, you can have the time of day that you bought the, um, the trades too. I tend to be more successful if, if I'm done by 1030 or in this case by 845, especially if there's some, some puts in there, you know, type of a thing. And so, um, right now I've been just doing one call at a time. And then, um, cause I got a level of comfortable where I, I actually got up to 10 and 12 trades, but I think that because I'm still testing new things and I'm learning new things, I have myself back at one, but then let's say I continue placing puts for the rest of this week. Next week, I might scale back up to five and then up to 10. And at that point, it'd be like, hello, new phone, who this? You know, like, I don't know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just be brand new and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so, and and like I said, I think the, the biggest part is you're going to see that you start to revolve around a certain delta. <coughs> Where's my water? Okay. A certain delta, you're going to see that you're buying a contract in a certain price, especially if you're sticking to one stock. Mm. <clears throat> Y'all, I've been talking all day <clears throat> in my throat. <clears> throat> I apologize. Okay. I thought it was like, hang it up, baby girl. So, but yeah, I think I got everything I needed to. <clears throat> yeah. And the last trade, I went too far out the money. For my liking. Um, so, yeah. That, those are my notes for yesterday and today. Definitely recommend you get... If you can, two two journals to write in. I think even if you have the Excel sheet, I recommend that you keep all of your scribblings in an eight and a half by eleven journal. And you still need to have a flow to the journal. So I go to slick charts and I put down the top five from the S P by according to the weight. And um if they're trending up or down. And then, um, so I always put that in the same location and then I cut off the bottom half to just put in what my trades are and what the take profit regions are. And then at the top, I put things like if there's, um, if it's the stochastic RSI is good, if it's above the 200 EMA, um, if I have flat bottoms, if there is gaps to be filled and I do more of my scribble scribbling in the upper compartment. And then when I'm done for the day, then I will go and put it in my pretty journal where it's like my handwriting is as cute and I have like different colors and I put like squares. I freaking love my grid um, notebook. It's the first one I've ever had in my whole life and I adore them. I, I feel like my writing is so much better with these too. I just love them so much. Um, and so, yeah. So that, is there anything else? No, that's it, y'all. So I will let you go. I... After today, it kind of made me wonder if I still want to come on here and tell you every day trade. Um, 
I, I'm going to just debate it. What I'll probably do is go back and look at the numbers. And if I have, you know, like a consistent people are listening in and they can handle the talking aspect of it. Um, I'm also trying to decide if I should just turn my musings of a divine feminine YouTube channel to my trading channel. So you can actually look at my Excel sheet and, and look at my trading view and look at my Robin Hood account and stuff like that. So it's something I'm 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 working on or deciding in the back of my mind, you know, if if I want to make that leap. It, and and I think that the numbers on here will tell like if you can if if you're enjoying the podcast stuff, then the numbers will reflect it. And then if it's not too many listeners, what I'll probably do is just do milestones. Like today was like let's say I haven't had a hundred. I want to do one contract. I have my milestone. Thing. I made a cute page in my journal where it has like celebrating all the milestones. So the first time I placed my first contract, the first time I did five contracts, the first time I did 10 contracts, and then I have the first time I do a $100 contract. So technically it could have been today, but technically no, because I want one trade. Oh, wait a minute. I did have trades that get did give me over $100. But no, 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 no. I have in my mind... I know what I have in my mind. So yeah. And then the first time I have my first $500 contract and my first $1,000 day and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, my, my journal is so like cute and playful and fun. And I want to add that component to whatever journal I'm going to make in the future where, yeah, you can put your entries in, but I also want you to celebrate the milestones, put the dates in there and have those targets and stuff. So maybe I might just come on and be like, hey, y'all, I did my first $100 contract. This is my first time trading QQQ. Um, this is my first time hitting $1,000. I cannot wait to do that one. Because then after that, the pressure is going to be on to hit my first $1,000 days. I think one of the things to benef- to celebrate is that I'm on day eight. And I, the my worst loss, I think, was $6.00. My worst loss was $6. That was on Monday. But every day I've been profitable. Yesterday, I think I, I made $8. And then today I made $82. Um, and then in the eight days, I've made $300. And so I'm still on the conservative side. Just at this point, testing the strategy. And then once I start scaling, you know, I would much rather make the mistakes with like 10 contracts or one contract or two contracts and then once I, I take off where I'm like consistently going on profit and I understand how SPY moves, then, you know, then I can really start to scale up. And I look forward to the first time I can place like a hundred like a hundred contracts. It's really cool because when, she, when uh, my mentor taught us the 22.5K strategy for Weeble, you start to realize that those are orders coming in. And so sometimes you do see the smaller orders for 25 contracts, 50 contracts, 36 contracts. And then you see the 100 contracts. And I'm like, oh my gosh, one day that's going to be me. One day I'm going to put in a trade for a spy. And it's probably going to be a put. And my little order for $100 is going to go into this chain option and type of thing. And so it's just something to look forward to. And then maybe one day, you know, I'll be doing 25 um, 2,500 contracts. 
and stuff. So, but we'll see. I don't want to put too much on my plate. I think that I enjoy my creative spark and I will be like, oh my gosh, y'all, let's go on a field trip. I'm going to have a music channel. I'm going to be writing books. I'm going to be, and then this is the Jupiter and the Virgo type of thing where it, you know, one is expanding and one is contracting. So now that I'm self-aware about that, I'm just like, you know what, <laughs> girl, you're out here selling people dreams. Just stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Stick to your trading. You can do the podcast stuff, but don't, you know, if when it's the right time, then you will do that. Or maybe at some point when I'm generating enough income to where I can have an assistant do this stuff for me um, and help me just kind of push over a little bit more. Um, I think that, that we'll see. And, and that's going to take time. So, y'all, it is hot out here. And my little Bruno, it is 9.06 p.m. And he has figured out, like, once he starts barking, I'll put him to bed. So he is so quiet right now. It is so hilarious that you can't even, when I tell you not even a peep. And I, I on the last podcast, you heard me kind of ask him, like, do you want bedtime? And he's, like, super duper quiet. Like, no, 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 don't put me to bed yet. So he's just out here just chilling. You can hear the um, crickets. And then the other night we had frogs. And, of course, the neighbor's dog. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, yeah, we will, we'll just see. And, you know, you can always leave a comment and let me know um, if you enjoy these and you want to keep them up. If not, I'm just going to do what serves me in my best interest anyways. Because I like to know that I'm, I'm helping people and it's being of service. I know most of my stuff is musings of a divine feminine. Um, but, uh, part of the reason I do this too is because I want more women to get into trading. Um, if I can do it, you can absolutely do it. A lot of you identify with some of the things I've been through in life and starting over again and starting small and stuff like that too. So that's my major goal. I was talking to my niece about it. Um, I think she's going to be one of those kids that she gets her trading account at 18 and she absolutely will be a millionaire by the time she's 19. She's so smart. And um, it's just important for me to be able to to explain it to, to a fifth grader or a second grader. They usually tell you, like, if you try to explain stuff, you should be able to explain it to a second grader. If you can't explain it to a second grader, then you need to work on your teaching skills. And that means that you don't really fully understand what it is that you are talking about too. So yeah, so that's going to be great because <laughs> once I figure out my little language of like what really works and I teach people, at this point, it's so elementary that you have no choice but to just be trading right alongside with me and, and that type of thing. So all right, my loves, I will talk to y'all later. Stay cool out there. Stay powerful. Stay upbeat. Stay productive. Stay beautiful and creative. All right, until the next one. Bye.